theme song you, you mentioned it last tough. time you can't you can't do it we're just well i would think we'd sooner call the, the show defend your movie again before get rid of that fucking theme song okay, right <laughs> yeah exactly. hello, hello there dimwit nation how are you uh you are listening to the dym podcast i am one of your hosts this is you know me as dutch this is only where you know me as dutch normally i'm sean donnelly but on, on this world and in, in the dym universe i am dutch and you are uh listening to the dym podcast and I'm joined here by my very fabulous, very lit up. Uh, okay, we got a new name this week: Hot Kaboom. Sauce Fury. Kaboom. You know him as the, the Cool Breeze. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes he comes in as the Cool Breeze, and sometimes he's fiery. He comes in as Hot Sauce Fury. That's right, Fiery Fury. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing there? I like come up with a new one every every week when they they sign us the sign on screen here. You get to put in your broadcast end name. And I, I yeah. just like to change it up so we can do a little <laughs> chuckle. I gotta be honest, I, I I like hot sauce fiori. I like it a hot lot. Hot sauce, I, baby. I, I, I'm into it. Maybe yeah. it's because I made some soup for lunch and I put some nice new hot sauce I bought in it. Maybe it was on my brain. Yeah, I'm sure it was. What else? You know, what you don't really need an excuse for hot sauce to be on your brain. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Just a snowy, cold, felt like a soup kind of day, Shawnee. Big Did you snow put in our home borough. Frank's beans. Frank's red hot. Was that in the soup? No, I don't even know the name of it. I like to buy different ones when I go to the grocery store just for variety's sake. And this one, God, I don't know the name, but got a little bite to it, baby. Woo! Even for hot sauce Fiori. I'm not a, uh, I'm not a, I went to the, I was, <laughs> no, I, I went to the, I went to, I went to like Trader Joe's, I think. I think it might have been the first time I've been to a Trader Joe's. I went this weekend. I don't know if I've ever been to one. It's it, they're great. They're awesome. Like they're it's it's it's, it's a cool setup. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's they get there's tons of room and you're. What's oh, uh, a scene, man? Oh, it's a scene, man. And uh, and I was there. And speaking of soup, I was buying soup for a friend of mine. And and um, uh, that sounded very weird, but I was. Yeah, it did. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted like she was like, oh, they have hot soups ready for you know for you like 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 to go and i was like all right cool i'll I'll grab you one of those and she was like oh can you get me the new england clam chowder that's what she wanted Uh and so i was like sure no problem so then i went and i go i saw somebody work there and i was standing near i guess some soups like some regular soups like some canned soups and i go to the lady who worked there i go hey do you where are the soups like i can just grab to go like the hot ones like you know maybe your deli counter or something like that and she goes Oh, well, these are all our soups right here. And she like points to this one section that was like not what I wanted. And I was like, oh, I thought you had hot to go soups. Anyway, I'm asking, uh, the, uh, like, I go, okay, cool. So I grab one of those and I go about my way and I'm, 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 and I'm about to leave. And I asked the guy, do you guys have like a deli counter? Cause I wanted to get like, I thought you had like hot soups and, or like maybe cold cuts or something. Sure. And they don't have a deli counter, but the guy goes, oh, we have hot soups to go on this wall right here. And the lady was standing right near him. And she goes, oh, yeah, if you want hot soups, it's over there. I go, that's what I meant, lady. That's what I, that's what I wanted. That's what I, that's what I told you. Like, you know, so I went over and got the soup. That's the whole story. It's nothing crazy. <laughs> I think but I was kind of like, what did you think I meant? I only wanted the soup in, in a five foot radius around me in the store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why wouldn't you mention the hot, fresh soup that I wanted, that I said I wanted, you fucking maniac? You know? I think the bigger story here is uh, who are you buying these soups for there, Pally? <laughs> <laughs> You're running soup errands? That sounds like boyfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I would say it's um, – I don't know if I'm officially boyfriend yet. I have no idea. That, ha- that hasn't been discussed. But uh, Let me ask you this. Are there any tan packs at your house? <laughs> 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 no, there isn't. So I might, I might, right. that might not be the case right now. Um, did no, you come I, back? In the, did you come back with the soup and you went? All right, this is it. This is the meal. I give you a brand new soup, and you can't even afford to take me to a dinner. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, yeah, I've been. Oh, all right. I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, that's OK. No. <laughs> I, you know, I, I get very superstitious in the beginning, too. I don't like to jinx things and talk about new relationships. Yeah. But no, if you're, I, you're I, out there buying soup in a snowstorm that <laughs> think things are going pretty good. Hey, congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, things are going. Things are going good. And, and I, then I, um, I also had a date last week of a first date, mind you. Oh, let's hear about also that. Went, also went nicely. Uh, just uh, casual drinks under the heat lamps in Brooklyn. And <laughs> at one point, the heat lamps in Brooklyn sounds like a band, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I really love uh, the heat lamps in Brooklyn. Right. They're going to be on tour with uh, Mumfrey and Sons or whoever the hell. <laughs> Mumfrey. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Mumford and Sons. I feel like you should know the name of that band since you look like one of the members. I feel like yeah, that I played bass from 82 to 88. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you guys, so how'd you meet this uh, this lady? This is a hingy right off the old dating apps. Yep. Spoke for a while via text before. That's always nice too to get uh, to know each other via text message if you're comfortable in that i feel like now in 2021 dating scenes uh, if you're getting comfortable making jokes already on texts it's gonna take away a lot of the anxiety of just meeting somebody cold you know what i mean rather than just like i like i've gone back and forth on hinge with girls and they've been like all right we'll just let's meet here on friday night blah 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 and you don't right. really you'd say all right i'll talk to you then I, I that's not good for me i like getting to well, know you, you get my jokes and my rhythm down you know yeah, but I'll tell you real quick. I I, I thought I've done that a couple times on the on the on the apps, um, and uh, and I always thought, well, maybe that's a better idea because then it's almost like meeting in real life, and you don't sure. know. It's almost sure. like when you go when you go see a movie and you know nothing about it, like you know, like that. Yeah, I like to <laughs> go like, fresh. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, I like to go fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so how did it go? It was a good time, Great. huh? Absolutely. Yeah. We uh, hung out for like four hours under these heat lamps, and at one point, that's a good sign. Yeah, we're she's tall too. She's like five ten, and you know we're we're both near these very hot heat lamps, and she's got like a barrette in her hair. And I look over, I start seeing like black smoke come off. I'm like, no, hey, I think you're on fire. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And no, it was like the beginning of burning plat. Like it was the the clip she had oh in her hair. Oh my god, wasn't on fire, but you could sense that it was starting to burn. You know what I mean? So if I didn't like there. catch it, it would have. She might have, you know, been torched. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, which so, I've seen happen to gir- to girls in bars before. I've been in a bar in the fucking before times, like five years ago. We were at some bar on the Lower East Side, and a girl with like a long ponytail just was like leaning against the wall, and there was candles throughout the bar, and she just like leaned back into one of them, and all of a sudden you go, "You guys smell that." Kind of smell like burning hair thing. And then some girl's like, ah, and some guy like ran over to her and put it out like she was fine. But it's just like her bottom of her ponytail caught on fire. Oh, my God. I think this happens to girls more often than we think. You basically saved uh, this girl's life on the first date. You can say that. Hey, remember when I saved your life? I don't want to call myself a hero. (laughs) (laughs) That's well, we hung out for like four hours and uh, had some drinks. And uh, we've been talking all week, so we'll see. We, I think That's we're going to hang out again this weekend. So look at tide, the tide is turning for the DYM boys. The DYM boys, are, we're becoming adults here. We're we're yeah. adulting. Adulting is <laughs> the White Nation is going to be rocked with these. Mushy, we got to get Mushy Mike laid. We'll be a fucking trio to be reckoned yeah. with. Out, out in Texas, you got to find a, a nice nice lady for him out in Texas. Mush, do you have a girlfriend? I don't even know. <laughs> no. i I always thought it was weird that people when they reviewed our podcast one of them said the loneliest podcast out there is is that what they said no i'm just Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i totally believe like they're alone yeah (laughs) no uh yeah things are going good on my side like i was going to mention this but we did i mean you're buying soup jesus christ i'm buying soup yeah uh, what we did was we we've hung out a few times so far, like 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 you know a good amount of times. But what we did when we first met was we 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 did Facetime like mm-hmm. a few times before we met up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that was actually really good to do. Like I'm I'm glad we did that. Like I'm, okay, we would talk for like hours on Facetime, Ooh. and then when we met up, you felt way more familiar. Very interesting. Um, I've never I've only done that once, and I, I think I'm I'm too self conscious. Like I'm always performing when I'm on the FaceTime Zooms. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather do an in person. You know? 
You want to do it in person. Yeah. Well, that's great, though, that the date worked out and that she survived the harrowing or- ordeal of her hair oh, turning yeah. on fire. <laughs> she was totally cool about it, too. She was like, oh, thanks for telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Those things happen sometimes. Very calm what, and collected. Yeah. What a cool cucumber. It's like, absolutely. your hair almost went on fire. What are you doing? She's like, oh, I had to, just, just a Tuesday. Not a big deal. These, these heat lamps were fucking fire, dude. I had to turn mine off mo- the majority of the time we were there. And this was like 30 degrees out in New York City. Which place did you guys go to? We went to Frank's Wine Bar in Brooklyn. There's a free plug, Frank's. It was in like Carroll Gardens area. Lovely area. Um, Yeah, really nice. And uh, pretty pricey. But, you know, I was a gentleman and sprung for the whole ordeal. But uh, it was uh, nice. They had really a good outdoor setup, obviously, still. Even though we are getting inside dining back in New York City starting the day after Valentine's Day. Oh, it's not Valentine's Day? I don't think so. No, they Valentine's said Valentine's Day. Oh, really? It's yeah. uh, Sunday. Oh, well, that's nice for all the lovebirds out there. <laughs> you can go contract could, coronavirus that together. Be, that could be you and your your tall friend. You got absolutely part of the group. Yeah. So uh, yeah, good good little spot. Hung out, and then we uh, we went our separate ways into the night. That was uh, my Saturday, and then you've been talking since then. Oh yeah, we talked. We talk pretty often. She's a very infrequent, te- not infrequent text messenger. Like they'll just be hours that go in between our texts, and I'm a pretty quick texter backer, and that's frustrating for a guy like me. <laughs> but I know this is her pace now, so it's okay. You know, it's just like I'll get a text at nine thirty in the morning. I'll write her back whenever. I won't hear it till eleven thirty. You know what I mean? And that's fine. It's you know, it's not like it's it's. I have to hear from everybody in every in ten second intervals, but yeah. Um, Do you think she's playing text games, or that's just the way she is? No, nah, I think that's just the way she is. It doesn't yeah. seem. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy? Ooh. I downloaded. I downloaded this. What happened there? You have no, my- fasciitis? Or? <laughs> my knee just cracked. Well, you're sitting down. <laughs> I just, I just stretched my knee out, and it, it <laughs> made a sound, and it just popped. Oh, that was so bad. Oh, I'm old. I'm an old bastard. <laughs> you're not even doing anything. I, know, I can't believe it. That's how out of shape you I look like, are you. Are you in pain? Your face. I was for a split second. That's why I came through my mind. You don't sound well. <laughs> I wish everybody could have seen your face. Oh, ah. oh no. it really hurt for a split second. Yeah. I hope you're right over there, bud. Oh, thank you, man. What were you are saying? You, you eating your veggies? <laughs> yeah, I have been eating some veggies. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be all fucking my powder. I, my my vitamins and my my B twelve <laughs> and my my acid my, my not my acid my um acid my, my apple cider vinegar gummies. Oh, nice! Yeah. I stopped taking the gummies. My doctor friend, he just goes, it's, it's, it's all placebo for you. It's just mental. Is it really? Yeah. He said it's bullshit. Yeah. Oh, I thought it wasn't. I thought it actually does some stuff. I don't think the gummies are that healthy. Maybe other vitamins that are more centered on one thing you know like well, I, take, I, take, I take zinc i take b12 i take vitamin d i take and i take a, a daily vitamin jesus christ how long are you and in the bathroom I, for in the morning <laughs> i don't know some what do you have you're in there at eight you're out there by like one <laughs> that's like the six science <laughs> reference we have <laughs> so you're in the bathroom by eight out of there by like one <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much what did she say she like, responds really good she's like yeah <laughs> it's like five, five, five things. Um, yeah, I take a bunch of stuff, but I thought the apple cider vinegar could help. Um, they say it's supposed to help, like, uh, I don't know, with the metabolism or like your stomach and stuff like that, right? Like, settle your stomach. I don't take any of those things. I don't take anything. I just drink a lot of water and I, uh, I eat a plum. <laughs> That'll do it. One plum a day <laughs> makes you go to the doctor. One plum a day and the doctor needs you more. <laughs> Um. Wait. So, what were you going to say before my knee cracked? You were saying something, and I forgot what I it was. You don't remember? remember at all. Yeah. Yeah. I. Really I yeah. I, I'm not healthy, but I'm getting healthier than I was because I'm getting older, and I. I'm eating less. Yeah, you're forced so to. I'm making well, sure good. I eat enough. I'm making sure I eat enough, but I'm eating less. Like it's like that kind of stuff. And I've been doing more vegetables, and I do. I still eat crap. I still, I have fruit. I have my clementines here that I eat and apples yeah. and stuff like that. So so I'm way better than I was. Way better than I was. Mm-hmm. I'm down I'm down below 220 for the first time in like 
Oh, great. It's got to be 10 years. <laughs> that's like that's like my goal weight is actually, you know, but as a six, well, three gentleman, you yeah. know, that's my yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my goal. I'm I'm not doing great. I'm about 40 above that. So. Yeah, I need like another. If I had another thirty off, I'd be excited about myself. If I was yeah. down to one eighty or something, one eighty something, I'd be. Oh I'd, boy, I'd, I'd, I'd be okay at that point. Slim Johnson, we'd be calling you. Slim Johnson. I don't even I, wouldn't even recognize you. It'd be weird, right? <laughs> it would I'm be gonna, weird. I want to shave the beard and 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 get down to one seventy, and then I'm gonna <laughs> change my name. Probably about 15 pounds of the beard alone. <laughs> I'm going to change my name and then start comedy over again. I'm just going to start as an oak tiger. <laughs> my name will be Guy Incognito. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this Homer? <laughs> Homer? Who is Homer? I am Guy Incognito. You could be uh, Dutch Bradley. How about that? That's right. Let's go. Yeah, on. right in. Right in. Let us know at the DYM podcast. Be, Shawnee started from day one. Slim, non-bearded Sean Donnelly. What his new comedy name would be? My new. What was my new comedy nickname? Oh, not even nickname. My new comedy. No, name. yeah. Rebrand. Also, my rebranding. What kind of comic would I be? Would I be like a shock jock comic? Well, would I, I, I mean. Yeah. Here's the thing, you and me, we we obviously have a lot of food jokes, a lot of weight, you know, big guy jokes. Is that's who yeah. we are? So you yeah. really would have to write a lot of new stuff. Yeah, I would. You're right. Yeah, you know. Which, which, let's be honest, that'd be great. I haven't written a new joke since 2007, <laughs> I mean, so that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> um. Yeah. So what I wanted to talk about, movie related today, oh, this is was and you uh, you mentioned you watched it as well. Um. I just watched, and here's the thing. I want to explain the the background of it. I watched the Coming to America two. It's coming to America, coming number two numeral, America. Yeah, great old school sequel name. What a great I like, like put, yeah. putting the two in the name. Come on, you gotta love that. Not since Look Who's Talking two, two. as their yes. hitter. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but what I wanted to say is, I don't know what your feelings before I saw the trailer. My feelings were. That it's probably not going to be great. That's what I thought, right? But what made me change my mind wasn't just the trailer. The trailer helped. But also, seeing Eddie Murphy on SNL, whenever that was, like last year or a year and a half, whatever it was, Mm -hmm. made me realize, oh, that's – like Eddie Murphy's so good that I don't think he would sign up for something that wasn't at least good for the most part. What? yeah, yes. having a little movie with Daddy Daycare. Oh my God, he's been in garbage. Yeah, but that's why he. St- but look what he did, dude. Look what he did. He st- He he fell off the face of the earth for twenty years or whatever it was, fifteen years because of those movies. He was getting so much shit for him. So he. I has- think that was more recent than you think. Daddy Daycare was like, what was that? Maybe that was ten years ago. Maybe, but he hasn't had a movie out in yeah, how many years? Like he sequel? now he has. They did they do a sequel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But if here's the thing. Those don't those don't even count because those are like family movies and they're going to be bad anyway. But when right. he's doing uh, stuff, then you hear about how good Dolomite was. My name is Dolomite. It was like, great. He was great on SNL. So I'm like, oh yeah, he's so goddamn funny. And I think he's like reminding people now of how fr- freaking funny he is. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I'll go watch it. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for our friend Jermaine. Our Fowler. friend is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of the OG cast is in there. They've obviously brought back the barbershop characters. Which is great. And even that, even that's well, that's the greatest thing about that. I was watching the trailer. The barbershop characters are in it, and you're not it's not like when they because I guess they're bringing back Wayne and Garth for a uh oh boy. uh for like a Super Bowl ad or something. And I saw oh, the okay. picture and I go, it looks like Wayne and Garth melted. It just looked like they melted. <laughs> like it looks it's like guys, stop doing that. Like stop making these people look like like ruining the characters by doing them as your 55 year old 60 year old self <laughs> but the bar barbershop characters they were already older guys so now they just look like the actual guys he was trying to be yeah, back yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i um i thought it was fun I, yeah like i think it'll be a fun watch they you know they they even updated the story for 2021 to to make yep. it uh very feministy in the regard of oh but the princess should be the next in line for the uh, crown of Zamunda. <laughs> Look at that, oh dude. My God, at, dude. Mike, Mike just put up a picture of Wayne and Garth from this Super Bowl ad or whatever it Garth is. Garth doesn't look terrible. Uh, uh, like Garth- Myers looks like a wax figure 
that was made for what, what you know that museum. Yes, Madame Tussauds Museum. Madame yeah, Tussauds, he, yeah. Madame Tussauds, yeah, yeah. And then Gar, and then Garth looks like a Real Housewife of fucking Cincinnati. Like he just has <laughs> Aurora. <laughs> Aurora. <laughs> yeah, Aurora. <of> Aurora. <laughs> He's got like that that blonde. It's like I get why they want to do that. There's so much um uh there's so many um people wanting reboots at this point, but it's like it's yeah, just a commercial sure though. Looks I think it's just commercial. Yeah, of all course. Right. It's yeah, not I mean, all the Super Bowl like things. All the Super Bowl commercials are always very heavy in nostalgia. So maybe it'll be very self-aware of itself. Like that's always a funny thing. When, yeah, that's a possibility. Which you, I wouldn't put it past those two guys to do, but I'm glad those guys are back on maybe talking terms, or maybe they just needed a paycheck because they were famously uh, very contentious on the set of Wayne's World One and Two. Oh, because he because he stole the Doctor Evil thing. He stole the Lorne Michaels thing, right? Wasn't that it? No, because didn't, that was that. I don't know why it was after it was that. But after. That, didn't they have? Why did he have? Why did they have issues? I think they just. You know, weren't vibing with each other. Maybe you might can look it up. I don't really know the reason. I just know that's the story is that they were always like at each, excuse me, at each other's throats. Did you ever hear about? World. Did you ever hear about the uh, the Jim Carrey Tommy Lee Jones thing on the set of Batman Forever? No. Tommy Lee Jones hates Jim Carrey. Hates him. So, and then well, they they. I mean, because Jim Carrey was on Howard Stern and he was and he said he's convinced because Dumb and Dumber came out the same weekend as Cobb and it and Dumb and Dumber was like obviously the biggest movie that weekend and Cobb oh. was supposed to be like Tommy Lee Jones's big movie and it fucked over all of his PR for it or something or he uh, believes that but that's what it is. but apparently the night before they had a big scene together while filming Batman Forever. Uh, Jim Carrey sees Tommy Lee Jones at a restaurant, walks over to him and goes, hey, and he hugs Jim Carrey and he goes, I don't like you. I hate you. I cannot <laughs> I cannot condone your buffoonery, like whatever it is. So then apparently Jim Carrey was like, he had, the next day he's like, he's like, what's the deal? And he's like, I can't, I just can't sanction your, or I can't sanction your buffoonery or whatever it was. So then they just kind of awkwardly walked away, I guess, I'm guessing. And then the, he's like, work the next day was like awful. He's like, it was awful. Like it was like, really? Yeah, yeah. I always felt I feel really bad hearing that story. I'm like, Jesus, man. Then That's don't a good work topic, though. Very uh, famous uh, onset movie fights, onset feuds. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that next week. We'll try to find out a bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, um, Mike I, Myers, I, I'm sorry. The Mike Myers shoot. Dana Carvey thing uh, was from the Doctor Evil, uh, and he forgave him two years ago. There you go. Told you. No, I, I wasn't disputing that. I was just saying no, I, I knew on Wayne's World they were. They were mad at each other, but then Doctor Evil would have come after Wayne's World. So no, I don't know because, what that timeline adds up. Because they, I think that he ripped off the voice before that. So like he did the Lorne Michaels voice. I guess it doesn't match up, but maybe. Are you sure, are you sure they were really contentious on the set? <laughs> I might not be. <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought maybe it was like a, a later later in life thing, but like that maybe might be. Just, it might be. I know it wasn't like a. Uh, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Caddyshack kind of thing, where they were like, "We'll do, we'll get through this Whoa. famous scene." But they, I think, like Chevy, or I, they might have gotten into a fist fight. I'm sure they did. Uh, but it might be one of those things where they, where Dana Carvey just didn't like Mike Myers that much, and then they they worked together on that and it went fine. And then later on, that the whole thing with Doctor Evil happened, and that just brought it to a boil. You know, like oh that boy. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Let's do an episode of famous um movie conflicts. Yeah. Yeah, because I know another one that I'll bring up on it that's a really good one. And that we've talked about the movie a few times too. And the and Okay, the, cool. But I don't want to mention it now because we'll just do a whole episode of that. So that's another thing. Tweet what my new comedy name would be, and also tweet at us <laughs> at the CYM podcast on Twitter. Tweet um your different feuds you know about, and we'll look them up and we'll talk yes, about feuds. them. Uh, um, on set movie feuds because there's tons of them and you hear these crazy stories. There's, I know, you know, there's Island of Dr. Moreau. That was like a big one. Um, there's, there's so many Man, great. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's a bunch I don't know about, but uh, Island of Dr. Moreau, we should just do a whole episode dedicated to that. <laughs> I've never seen it, dude. I've never seen it. Watch it. And then what? Well, you have to watch, you don't have to watch it. You can just get the idea from like the trailer and then watch yeah, the, docu- I know what it is. the documentary based off the making of it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. 
I mean, we've heard the stories about Marlon Brando being a prickly pair, but you know, these, yeah. these actors, they're a touchy bunch, man. They're very, a lot of emotion, a lot of emotions and you know, tempers can be flaring. Yes. Very touchy feeling. These people. I wanted uh, to also talk about the, uh, the one thing you brought up with the PG 13 stuff too. Cause that's, that's a fun one. Yeah. So back to the coming into America too. I was like, hey, this looks great. My, my, a friend of mine is in it. So I posted online on Facebook and I say, I just write, this is great. This looks great. Or whatever I said. This, this looks great. And uh, my friend, very, very funny comic, Ken Kranz, right away goes, no, it's PG-13. It can't be good. No, it's not good. So, and then I wrote, he goes, it's, he goes, it's PG-13. It's unnecessary. And I wrote, you're unnecessary because that's how I get, <laughs> that's where I get all my insults from. Just right, repeating back the word you just said to me. And um, so then he goes, just admit that PG 13 movies, comedies are never any good, especially PG 13 Eddie Murphy comedies. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do well, that. That's ridiculous. Just in it. I mean, there's so many live in the rating of PG 13 that are classics. Exactly. You don't need an R comedy for it to be good. That means um, I will say this about the ratings, and this doesn't really apply to you, but when I see a good horror movie, that trailer that I like, and then I find out it's going to be PG-13, in that sense, I go, ah, how good can it actually be? So yeah. in horror films, when it's not a rated R, I go, ah, isn't it going to give me the scares I want? Is it going to give me the blood I want? Yeah, I have to satisfy my bloodlust. In that regard, but comedies, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. So many amazing comedies have been made PG-13. And like I said before we got on, these ratings weren't always the same standard. Like if you remember back in the early 80s or whatever, that whole decade, maybe you would sometimes catch a tit in a PG-13 movie. Dude, so you, you think yeah. a lot less, uh, a lot more was let go in PG-13. They absolutely and changed them. Jaws is rated PG. So what does that tell you? They would. I mean, that movie's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> they would also rate things R that looked like they were PG thirteen movies. And I think right. we just mentioned this recently. Revenge of the Nerds looks like it should be a light comedy. Like just the <laughs> there is full nudity, full frontal nudity in Revenge of the Nerds, but. You, but because it comes, I think it came from the school of like Porky's and all that. But sure. if you look at like, if you look at the poster for it, it doesn't look, it looks like, like if it came out now, it would not be what that was. It would be like a way lighter movie. Of course. Look at Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears came out in the 70s and was amazing. That was, was that R? That might have been PG 13. I'm not sure. I give you some. I know that are PG thirteen for effect. Dumb and Dumber. You're gonna say that's not funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Happy see? Gilmore, uh, Tommy Boy, like Billy all Madison. Was, those are all PG thirteen. So this yeah. is how arguments out the window before it even began. Yes, so it can be done. It, it can be done. Ken Krantz, you fucking idiot. <laughs> There's so <laughs> many great PG thirteen movies, but I will agree that if in a certain genre, it can change the tone of the movie. Like I said, horror. If I see a, a horror movie that I think is going to be good, and then I see it PG thirteen, I go, ah, oh, it's probably not going to be, you know, that great. Dude, Bad News Bears was PG. Yeah, dude, in the seventies, PG could. Mike know, just wrote that Bad News Bears is PG, and they they say the N word in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that shows you how much time has changed. <laughs> and they have the, the closing bit is kids drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just Bad cracking Bears buds was was PG because PG thirteen didn't exist yet. It didn't exist yet. I figured that, but well, it has been uh, retroactively made PG thirteen. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Thank okay. God. Yeah. Thank, Thank God, God we, we went back and corrected that mistake. Oh, somebody do something about the children. <laughs> We're That's tearing hard. down Columbus statues and giving <laughs> Bad News Bears PG thirteen ratings. <laughs> Revisionist history, folks. Oh, are you a big Columbus guy? No, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny. It's oh, like, who care? Why do you? Is there somebody on the fence about watching the original Bad News Bears that went? Well, they changed it now, so I guess it's okay. Oh no! But the Columbus statues, I say, yeah, take them down. I don't give a fuck about Columbus. <laughs> it was Go a ahead, fine Italian. Down. I don't, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Sopranos episode all of a sudden. Um, but yeah, absolutely. There's there's tons of great Airheads. How good is Airheads? Airheads it's, is it's amazing. So many great. This ridiculous is that there's this so many good and and yeah. and so it, I think his main point was that there's not 
there's no good Eddie Murphy PG-13. I'm like, well, there can be. Why can't well, there wasn't be? the original coming to America? It's not rated R. I don't think. Yeah, I think um, it is. Is it? Is check, it? Mike. I think it is. I think it definitely is. Um, but I don't oh, know for sure. Like a rated R movie. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. What was Trading Places? Was that R? That's exactly what I was going to ask you now. Oh, yeah. Coming to America is R. Yeah. Yeah, Trading Places. Yeah, because there's there's so much. They seem so tame now. There's boobs in uh, Coming to America. Oh, yeah. That's right. There's boobs in Trading Places. And there's boobs in Trading Places. That's sweet. Yeah. That's sweet Jamie Lee Curtis. Man, she was fucking (laughs) really built nice. She wasn't yeah. the one who was born with uh, two parts, was she? Was that always Jamie Lee Curtis? Or was that, that was always that? the rumor. But I don't think, no, it was, it was supposed to be Jamie Lee Curtis, but I think that that's all bullshit. Yeah. Like the Richard Gere ger- gerbil thing. Right, right. Remember that? I remember being a kid and hearing that and yep. going, yeah, it's 100% true. I was like, <laughs> I, was just, I was just convinced of it for some reason. I was like, and I was horrified by it because a kid, because when you're a kid, you don't realize. The sexual <laughs> connotation of it. So somebody just told me that, and I was like, "Why would you do that?" Like you're just like, "What are you talking about?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, it's like your first experience with something like, like weird, weirdly sexual like that. Let's be honest. That's no matter what sexuality you are. That's weird. No matter what. That's very weird. Sure, sure. Oh yeah, you could have told me anything uh, as a kid, and I would have believed you. I was a yeah. very gullible child. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I yeah. definitely believed the Richard Gear one. That's another. We could do a whole other episode on just uh, famous Hollywood taboo stories. You know that yes. are, that yeah. weren't true. Um, yeah. Well, was, one, uh, the, whole, the whole. I was going to say the uh, the whole um, midget killing himself in Wizard of Oz. I would have I would have sworn on the Bible that that was real. I was convinced of it, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. I was. I remember the ghost uh, and three men and a baby. Forget about it. Yep. I was like, it's a ghost. What is no other explanation? Well, well, you, you the, the 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 um the one at Wizard of Oz. I remember seeing it. The first time I saw it was on a current affair. A current affair. The TV show <laughs> had a story about that the uh, the Wizard of Oz, the the, the the midget hung himself in the back in the in the forest. Yep. And then I was like, oh my god! So I grabbed my friends, we rented it, and then we watched it at my house. And I was so I had it so much in my head that that was it. I, I can got picture like, it. I got like sick to my stomach. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. I there's something going on in the background back like I it's a bird it's a bird you can tell it's a it's a Mikey can you pull that up it's one of the birds they have on set it's 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 uh playing with its beak so it's its beak going up down and then it's swinging its beak back and forth and then it it goes it goes one way and it doesn't come back the other that's how you know the guy's not swinging I remember him swinging he swings for a second. It looks like somebody's swinging, but then at one point it stops moving its beak and you don't see him come back fully the other way. And what was the, it was a card in three men and a baby. It was a, it was a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. Joe Biden or somebody. Yeah. Joe Biden. Yeah. (laughs) Of of Ted Danson. And he's a movie star in the, in the, in the, in the thing. He's an actor in the thing. So it's supposed to be there. It's supposed to be from his room. Like, Uh, like he has all his cardboard cutouts there. Did I ever tell you this one time I, we had uh, in fourth and fifth grade, I had the same teacher, Miss Doyle who now runs a uh, mortuary in my hometown. She like left teaching <laughs> to become a mortician. And she was cool though. Cause she was like a younger teacher when we were kids on the younger oh, side. Yeah. And yeah. so we started talking about this in class one day and she said, somebody bring in these movies and I'll show you what I'm talking about. We brought in these two movies. I brought in three men and a baby on VHS. And, like <laughs> we spent a whole class. Oh, so here's talking the about these legends. So here's, Here's uh, Wizard of Oz. Himself, We're watching Wizard of Oz now. So now they're walking. They're going um, Yellow Brick Road. In the background, it looks like a uh, there's a body. Yeah. And you see it. It it uh it's swinging back and forth. But it's not that. If you look earlier, like if you look earlier in the scene, because which I don't think. Yeah, I remember ass. you seeing somebody like climb up a thing yep. and then yep. like drop down, and then swing yeah. back and forth. This one's a little. I've never seen that one before. And every, the, the the folklore was that it was one of the little people from the set that played the Munchkins, yeah. and or that were yeah the right the yeah. Munchkins. Yeah. And uh, he found out he got fired that day for some reason, so he went back to the back <laughs> of the set and he killed himself. And I saw That's it really on funny. Current Affair with Maury Povich in nineteen <laughs> whatever nineteen ninety one or something. So well, this is a good segue into our our kind of what we watched this week because 
in bizarre occurrences, I watched Long Shot, which is the actual documentary about how a man gets arrested for murder in real life. And because of the footage that was able to be provided by Curb Your Enthusiasm, this guy got off of a murder charge because they were able to find him with his daughter at the game and the timestamps and the time codes of all their footage put it free it, it it makes he's an innocent man this guy was wrongfully arrested it's a it's a great interesting story and all of a sudden you got larry david going on there going yeah we we helped the guy out what do you wish we, we were happy to oblige you know what did um what who do they think he murdered who was the victim so here's the crazy part about it the guy who they arrested has a connection to the victim the victim was a 19 year old girl who testified uh, in a trial about a gang, right? And his this guy's brother is connected to this gang. His brother's a criminal. And, you know, it's downtown Los Angeles. And so he, the, the, the prosecutors were able to prove that he had already met this girl when his brother was on trial and she testified against crimes that he was involved in. So they were like, he's got motive. And the guy... Not for nothing. He's a Mexican guy in L.A. He's a short guy. He has this mustache. He looks like the description a witness gave the cops. So they're like, not only does this guy look like the witness, uh, not, this guy looks like the witness description, he's got motive, too, to help his brother. So they're like, this is our guy. And it was only through all these crazy circumstantial things where he goes, hey, wait a second. I was at the fucking Dodgers game that day. And they go, well, who are you there with? I was there with my five-year-old daughter. Well, who can back this up? They go, he goes, well, I guess my mom can. They go, yeah, of course your mom's going to back it up. So his lawyer starts going to the L.A. Dodgers legal counsel. They go, can you just please send me any crowd shots that you have from that game? So he's combing through hours of this footage. And then the guy realizes, he goes, hey, wait a second. There was they were also filming something that day that I like walked into and they were like right near us and it was the curb your enthusiasm. It's crazy, dude. Oh my and they were God. able to find him like five separate times in all the curb footage. And the curb footage is all time stamped because that's how they do it. Yeah. And this guy, they get they let him off scot free. That's insane. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. It's like a quick 45 minute, I think it was like a 30 for 30 something. But it's a fun one. It's got some Larry David in there, and it's just a cool story because this guy is such a sweet guy. And that's why his lawyer was like, I just knew there was no way this guy was a murderer, you know? And yeah. so uh, wow, that, well, I would, he just owes that guy his fucking life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that was a very sweet moment at the end when they're like, when they leave, it's a, it was a real cool story. Oh, I, well, I don't watch it. Um, but you also said before we got started that you watched a limited series and I'm wondering if it's the same one I watched on, was it on Netflix? That's what I want to ask you. It was on Netflix. Was it the Richard Ramirez Night Stalker one? Richard Ramirez <laughs> Night Stalker one. I watched all four in a row. So did and I. I started them at like 1230 a.m. last night. I was up to fucking 3:30 in the morning because I couldn't turn it off, dude. Yeah, it's great. It's good. And they like it's they make it the guy they make the cops that broke the case so dramatic. They're so dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It was good though, man. I enjoyed it. I watched four, I watched it four straight through, dude. I didn't know about the sneaker thing that they were. They almost had him on. Me like they identified him from this one Avia. I forgot Avia was a brand. Back yeah, in I forgot day. about that. There was three things where they almost had him. They had him one at the car. He had a, and he ran off. Yeah. And then the fucking how crazy did you go with the dentist's office where they go? Yeah, we, oh, had, yeah. we had these whole guys, undercover cops in the dentist's office for fucking three months. And then the LAPD gets involved. They go, hey, man, this is costing us a shitload. Let's just install a, an alarm where if he comes in, you, the secretary will press a button and that will alert the cops. And they go, literally the day after we pulled our guys, he comes in and they go, well, the dentist goes, where were you? You guys didn't show up. We we're hitting the button all day. Of course, the button malfunctions. He gets away. I oh screamed at the top of my God. lungs. I was like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And even when, and also when they actually did catch him, it was like the San Francisco cops that did it through their contact. <laughs> yeah. yeah so those yeah. two main guys in the show, like they're good cops. The other guy caught the hillside strangler and all that kind of stuff. But you're watching like, well, you had a lot of help, dude. Like you had a yeah, lot of yeah. help and, and you guys, it, you kind of fumbled it. But the main guy is that guy, Gil. 
And he's like a good character to have in one of these because he like it's almost like reminds me like Fargo where like he he's like representing good and then Richard Ramirez is evil. Yeah, like, it's like that dude. I you know I like uh, I like a serial killer just as much as the next one. I, I appreciate the lore behind serial killers. I'm always curious about those individuals, and I just had kind of forgotten about Night Stalker and Richard Ramirez because he's. I guess now going to be one of the more popular. He's not in like the Ted Bundy's, the John Wayne Gacy's. He's not like a household name of serial killers, I should say. No, but he should be, though. Like, yeah, a lot of people. Psychopath, dude. Yeah, he's psychopath. But I, I'm watching him in court and I go, he is very fashionable, though. This guy looks great. Uh, yeah, he has a, a hell of a cheekbone there, bro. Hell of a cheekbone. He's like a model, this freaking guy. Holy like, shit. Yeah, he's a killer. He's got killer eyes. I'll tell you right now. He's got killer <laughs> his eyes are killing me. Killer he's abs. That's killer, just what he's doing. Killer outfit. Killer outfit on this guy. <laughs> he is. But I'm watching it going, yeah, this guy goes, because it's all back in the 80s that all these clothes that would be like really fashionable now. So you're watching. He's like the members only. No, it's like, I'm like, how did he have the time while Sweet killing a bunch of hat. How did he have the time while killing a bunch of people to be at the forefront of fashion? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he, so he wore the forward? same exact outfit every single time, which yeah, is I'm why fuck, I'm kidding. That he was, was just wearing. <laughs> that was, was so wearing, crazy. He was wearing regular clothes from the '80s, and that's just now it's fashionable. So if you watch old tapes, you're like, "Man, this guy is cool. He's like a hipster. He's cool." Yeah, but that was kind of the other thing that they why they took him so long. He there was no rhyme or reason to any. It was no patterns. He was just like. Sometimes he'd kill an old couple, and then other times he'd molest a five-year-old, and other times he'd kill a teenage girl. Like it, yeah. he was just like a sick, sick person. There's not there's like a targeted demographic, you know? Yeah, yeah, Satan worshiper, and I think the whole idea was just spreading evil. Because even Buddy. he had he had one. There was one case with a girl, a girl that he attacked sexually, and she said he looked like he wanted to let me go, but he had to do what he was doing to me. And right, I'm like, right, oh right. yeah, he was like possessed in a way. Like he just had some, you know, he was but not dude, possessed. But how creepy was that when they first like show his face and it's just like you know the, those dead eyes? I was sitting there. It was like two thirty in the morning. I'm sitting there alone. I'm going, ooh, I like get the shivers. Spooky. Yeah, it's creepy. It's super creepy. It's yeah. super creepy. He he was like, I, I'm Spooky, glad the guys. Spooky in Chinese. And he got away with it. He was in jail for like twenty years, and then he died of cancer. Died of cancer. Yeah, they work. It's funny. All the cops were kind of bummed, and they were, they were like, yeah, he kind of just. Got off. He was on yeah. death row. He should have been killed, but he, you know, the appeal system being what it is, he, yeah, spent like 20 years in jail and then died. You're like, ah, I do want to see a guy die like that. He should get his comeuppance, you know? Yeah. And because what they tell you after all, after he was caught and all the trials happened, he didn't seem that broken up that he was going to spend his rest of his life in jail or, or, you know, be on, like he, he yeah, knew he, all that, he knew all that shit was going to happen. Like he, right, you know, right, right, yeah. right. He even so, asked. He even asked for the cops. Remember at the end when he's in, they're bringing him back to the cell, or he has them. They're visiting him at the cell or something, and he goes, "Hey, Gil, you're going to come to my my execution." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'll see you there, bud." <laughs> Say hi to the family. Which is like, which is like the the ultimate in social obligation is like, <laughs> "Are you going to come to my execution? Why not? I sent you the invite. Can you <laughs> please just come to my execution? It's the last thing I'll ask you to do." <laughs> Gene, I haven't seen an RSVP yet. <laughs> Uh, you're not it's literally your last chance we can hang you have an evite for your execution and you're, you're seeing who's checking it and who's not <laughs> I the best I can give you is a maybe right now maybe. I'm not sure what we're doing that day I know uh, execution only happens once in a person's life but we might have to go out of town we're not sure what's happening man he what a sick uh, he's going to be up there now I think you know He's going to be a household name like Bundy and Casey. We have had a lot of these docs lately. There's that whole Ted Bundy one. It's so crazy how these chicks love these guys, man. You know, there was all these. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Ted Bundy was uh, easy on the eyes as well. Yeah. Girls love hot murderers. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have, defend your murderer. <laughs> the, book, the book shouldn't be the game. It should be like how to get away. How to get away with murder should be the dating. <laughs> so. I, I I moving on. I watched a whole, I, all real life stuff this week. I watched the Tiger documentary as well, and uh, this guy got killed in the media. I'll tell you that much for free. Holy shit! This thing was a hit piece, Shawnee. What? Oh, the, oh, really? Yeah, the Tiger. It's just called Tiger on HBO, HBO Max, whatever you have. 
you know, it's it, this guy's dad was a real kind of piece of shit too. And Tiger yeah. just kind of one of those things where you're like, I just want to be my dad. And I want my dad to be proud of me. It was dad was like a philanderer and a, just this crazy military guy. And then uh, Tiger starts living up to the hype with, I, I don't know. I mean, we all know the Tiger Woods story. I don't have to go over it again, but like, it was crazy to see how he was manufactured as a child. Like his dad just at one point decided my son is going to be a golf prodigy and that's his life. And I've decided, and that's everything is going to do. So sad, right? There's one point where he goes, uh, you know, if, if tiger had shown the proclivity toward bowling, let's say we would have supported him in bowling. You're just going, dude, you're lying to everybody. Face to face. That's a bald face lie right there. <laughs> the guy can barely keep a straight face when he's saying it. But uh, yeah, apparently um, he was a big womanizer too. And then we might see where that tiger gets that gene from. So. He's emulating his dad. Why do you think yeah. I'm overweight with a beard? Because I want to be like my dad. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the um, but it's really sad because you're like, oh, yeah, he just you're shaping somebody's personality at that point, too. So he's yeah. watching that. And even though he's being you know, just his dad is 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 b- being a shitty father. Tiger doesn't know that. You're not going to tell somebody if they're if they have tunnel vision and they're seeing this guy as the end all be all. You're just they're going to end up you're going to end up emulating everything the guy do- everything the guy does. You know. Yeah, I'll tell you this though, man. You do forget how fucking great Tiger was when he stormed out. I just in '97, you know, he was 20 years old and won the Masters, and it was like <laughs> by a lot. As yeah. a team, like oh geez, and they're just like you know he won the four majors in a row, never been done before in one year, and then it did kind of end on a cool. You know he won the he came back after all that after major back surgery and knee surgery, he came back and won the 2019 Masters, and you're like, I you know it it did end on a note where you're like it, it could you could see him having fun for the first time ever on the golf course, like before his whole life changed with all the scandal stuff. He was just a warrior and, like, yeah. you know, wouldn't even talk to the guys he was playing golf with. Now you see him like joking around and having fun. You're like, I think this guy's maybe having fun for the first time in his life because it's just, you know, he's been through Ellen back. So, you know, hopefully, uh, listen, I believe in second chances, Shawnee. Uh, yeah. Uh, so hopefully you live and learn and grow and, you know. The things we do for a father's love, Andy. See what Absolutely. happens there. That's crazy. But they, is it because his dad is his dad gone now? Is that maybe that's yeah, part of it? Yeah, his dad dies, and his dad died in like two thousand six or seven or eight or something. So maybe that's it. Maybe it took him a while to realize it. That plus therapy plus being harangued in the in the media with all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh, I got one more for you, but I don't know if you have something else. I have one more, but I'll, is this another documentary one? It's it, it's a uh, it's a doc, it, it's in and of itself. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's kind of magic. Oh, I haven't, kind I haven't of, watched this yet. Whew, very unique, man. I don't know what to make of it. It's, All right, don't you know what? Let's not talk. I want to watch it, and then can we okay. talk about it next week? Is that okay with sure, you? Sure. Okay, and then we'll just go to the thing that I rewatched something uh, because um, uh, I I haven't seen it in years. And I'm wondering when the last time you saw it was. And I'll tell you, first of all, it holds up and it makes me wonder something about the director. Um, I watched Misery again for the first time, probably in 25 years, maybe something like that. I've seen it recently. You have seen it recently. And what, yeah. what, what's your vert? What do you think? It's a little dated, but it's still. I don't see it being dated. The only thing, what do you mean? Because the typewriter and the thing. and the, but it's like I, you know, I, No, I mean, just like the maybe more of the vibe, but. The thing um, to me, I wonder, is like who was helping out Rob Reiner to make this movie look so much like a Hitchcock movie? Because like, he never did anything. <laughs> what, like dude, that again. that's Rob Reiner's thing. He fucking bites from other directors. It's he's either Woody Allen or he's Hitchcock. He's not. I don't think he's that great director. Everybody makes him out to be. No, I, I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying like. But if you if like he did such a great job with this, I'm like nothing else he ever did was like this. Yeah, I, I, as far as like, you know, horror movie Stephen King movies go, I don't think it's that scary. I think it's a okay. I think it's a fine film, but it's nothing crazy. It's not one of my favorites. Oh, I think it's one of these thrillers that that came up with a lot of tropes and a lot Some of noirish. Com- yeah, I, I, I don't noir-ish. know. But, but a lot of um a lot of comedy came out of it after it. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of like does it kind of like um dissolves it a little bit kind of like you know it, it waters it down when that happens when you have like tons of sketches and there's tons of snl stuff about it and for years you know 
It just kind of becomes, things become a punchline about it, you know? He, to me, he's one of the most overrated directors, I think. This, okay, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying he's a fantastic director, but this this particular movie is directed amazingly. Like, it's direct, it's really a great shot movie, and, I'm, and it's edited very well also. Um, hmm. I'll, I'll have to watch it again and keep that in mind because I don't I, remember I, watching it and seeing those things. You know what? Okay, so so I don't know if this will make sense me saying this, but it's a very clean movie. The, the shots are very mm-hmm. clean. Everything's very clean. Like you're you're getting the point of everything. It's 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 all contained in one in one location pretty much, and you get the well, you're getting the points of all the shots. It's not like this mishmash of I might have missed this or missed that. Like you're picking up everything that's supposed to be thrown down. <laughs> but I, I, I give he's a better actor than a director in my opinion. I mean, yeah, yeah, head I, over fucking Princess Bride any day of the week. <laughs> I think he's a great actor, I, but I'm telling you, I, I think you're just like not in, you're you're kind of poo pooing on this movie because it's him. But it actually no, just be the best thing that he did. It's probably the best thing that he did. Ooh, all right. Well, no, stand by me. Mm. Spinal Tap, Princess Bride. You know my thoughts on feelings on that one. So I'll well, I, well, I just rewatched that recently too, Princess Bride. <laughs> I was on a, I, I, I was like, in a Rob. Stand by me. Oh, oh a, a few good men. What a few good men. Andy, I had a I had a Rob Reiner a thon. I had a Rob Reiner, Rob <laughs> Roddy movie marathon. Just me, some popcorn to my jammies. We didn't even my, mention Harry Met Sally. You know, I know. Well, when Harry Met Sally is great, I, I, it's still a romantic comedy. It's not. I still think you, Stand by Me is probably. My favorite out of those. Like, ones yeah, mentioned. I forgot that he did Stand By Me. Stand By Me is still his best, but Misery is really, really good. And it's all right. entertaining. And, you know, I really don't like your lack of enthusiasm with my my assessment of the film. Um, you know what um, it is? Maybe it's because I had a moment when we went to Ben Murphy, his birthday party with his mom when we were kids, whenever that came out. What is that? 90, I want to say. Yeah, it came out 90. Yeah. Uh, we had a birthday party for Ben. He's been mentioned on this podcast before as the one who has taken my nudie calendar and never gave it back. He blackmailed me, if you remember that story. <laughs> so we were at, uh, for some reason, I guess I forgave him about for that whole fiasco. And we went, you know, how your mom would take you and a bunch of friends for your birthday. You'd go to the movies and, you know, uh, it would be a birth- little birthday party for you and your friends. I remember sneaking out of whatever movie you were watching. I wish I knew what it was. And trying sneaking into misery to go watch it, you know, as you as you would do, you'd buy a ticket for a, a PG thirteen movie when you were a kid, and then you try and sneak into rated R movies. Mm-hmm. It was one of the great yeah. adventures of my entire life was trying to sneak into rated R movies. That and movie hopping, movie hopping, yeah, is fantastic, the best. And so, I remember going and being and sneaking into misery. But here's my dilemma: is that I'm with a group of people and an adult. So I could only stay in there for so long. I couldn't disappear for an hour and a half and then come back whistling Dixie and just being like, so a good movie, huh? You know what I mean? <laughs> We're all sitting in the same row together. Yeah, so I, yeah, I yeah. watched Misery for like 15 minutes and then I had to go back to whatever movie theater I was originally in. And afterwards, Ben was like, my mom knew you snuck into Misery. <laughs> <laughs> I was so scared that she was going to tell my parents. I was like, please don't tell. You know, this kid Ben's a real worm. A yeah, real weasel, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what put a bad taste in your mouth about misery because maybe that's a, what it was. Parent, you're 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 worried your mom will yell at you if you watch it again. <laughs> uh, Dana Murphy, very cool shout. She did not tell, so that was a cool. She not tell. Okay, yeah, the end of that story was cool, mom. How how shitty is this though? When I was maybe fourteen or fifteen, still a little young to be purchasing rated R movie tickets for myself. I went and saw something. I went, I went to our local theater and I saw one of my older sister's friends there and I went, Hey, can you buy us tickets for whatever? I was like, this is fucking sweet. I'm telling all my friends, I go, give me all your money. There's my sister's friend, Caroline. She'll, she's, she'll buy us tickets. No problem. And she fucking wouldn't. <laughs> she was what like, a, I, I don't want to get in trouble by your mom. Like, I'm not going to tell who the fuck's going to tell. I'd be in trouble dark. just as much as you would. I go, what a dark. fucking dweeb you are. <laughs> you won't buy us rate tickets to a radar movie. Come on. Are you kidding me? So she wouldn't. Have you ever brought it up to her later in life? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen her again. Since that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. No, I, that's I feel like. But that's also a thing where 
You're thinking she's so much older. And what was she? 15? She was 17, I guess. No, no. Were- my older my older sister. She's a half sister. Like 15 years older than me. So she was probably oh. like 30. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. There's that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like, just she's come like, on, dude. Just be cool. The movie theater will get mad at me. Like maybe she's like, yeah. the movie. They won't let me watch movies here anymore. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, she was a babysitter for me, and not a great babysitter. She were put on. Uh, I remember. I had a. I had Fushnikins, the cassette single, and mm-hmm. I remember playing it for her, and she was like, "Turn that off. I want to watch this movie." And I was like, "Oh, cool. You brought a movie for us to watch." It was Reversal of Fortune. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Can you like, imagine a worse moment? This is a moment? bad babysitting movie. Can you imagine a worse moment as a kid? We're like, oh, awesome. You brought a movie? Totally. I was like, what'd you get? Reversal of Fortune. What is it? Goonies, Ferris Bueller? No, it's Reversal of Fortune. <laughs> I, like, I guess I'll just go to bed now. I'll take it's my food schnickens and it's three in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're telling it. You're like, you know what? You aren't. You're not a true food schnick. You are not a true food schnick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was just a fucking drip. Wouldn't buy me radar movies. Fucking poor choice of babysitting movies. Just, just awful people. Just evil people in our from our childhood. Because that is an art. If you're if you're a babysitter trying to entertain the kids and yourself at the same time you got to have good taste in movies something that'll get the whole gang involved you know yeah you got to do something that gets you a rep in the neighborhood as a good babysitter right because so because the only you know there was no yelp back then you gotta nope. like the only word of mouth you had was if the, if the kids have a good time and then you go bring her back we gotta bring her back it's like yeah. you know yeah. it's, you can't you can't be watching whatever you want willy-nilly like some kind of yeah. asshole you know? Beat it, Caroline. Why don't you go babysit Ben Murphy? You two seem like you'd get along. <laughs> Fucking jerks. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I enjoyed Misery, even though you have a traumatic childhood experience based off of oh, it. I but say traumatic. It's not traumatic. Like, I was exaggerating. But I, um, I enjoy it. I enjoy the movie. And you just mentioned a bunch of movies that are, that are good movies that he made that, like, you could say he has his own style on certain things. Like, what would you call "Stand by Me"? "Stand by Me" is like it's it's <sighs> it's uh, it, it has a soft spot in my heart, but it's I wouldn't say it's the most original story. You know what I mean? It's another Stephen King actually, you know, story. To be honest, to, now that we think about it, it is another Stephen King story. Stephen well, King I, short story. I, I don't know. It's pretty original. It's pretty. Yeah, you know I, what it is? You know what? You know what? Stand by, stand by me. It was a movie for kids that freaked out kids. Like, right, I remember right, right, right. It freaked me out. Like it, it did its job. Oh, yeah. when dead I was body, kid, sure. Old Harlow Road. And, yeah. And the way I was done, scared of Keith or Southern too, and then the whole dead yeah. brother thing. You're, yeah, it had its moments. It has moments. I think you're. I think. I think you're selling uh, Bobby Reiner a little short <laughs> over there. <laughs> Sorry, Robert. <laughs> Uh, t- let us know what you think. You guys, like I said before, we have a... Defend your meathead. Defend your meathead. <laughs> meathead? Huh? Defend your meathead? Um, we have an Instagram and we have a Twitter. They're both at the DYM podcast on both of those platforms. Uh, please let us know what you think about the show. Guys, this is really important. We say it each week. Uh, you need to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Tell your friends to review it. Tell them. Like, if they're not doing anything. We know you have free time. It's Stuck the at it's home, it's a snowstorm. You're not doing anything. It's it's five feet of snow outside if you're on the East Coast. So so come on, do us a favor. Review the podcast. Get us up there in the numbers with the podcast. We're talking about we talked about a, a plethora of topics t- today. Yeah. A, a plethora. So guys, please do that. And on top of that, Andrew Fiore, he has his own Twitter and his own Instagram. It's at Andy Fiore. Make sure you That's do me. you sign up for that and he has his own radio show every thursday at 4 p.m on raw dog 99 on sirius it's called the raw report is yeah, that correct sign up for serious sign up for serious you, you listen to both of our shows you can you can hear my show it's called celebrate on wednesdays at four uh on the same channel and then also you can check out my i'm um, at shawnee time on on b- both platforms so but we want to thank you guys so much for listening we want to thank <clears throat> who else want to thank andy Mushy Mike Suarez, every the first Mushy Mike Suarez for being amazing, and he's our pal, and he and he makes the show. And thank you to the laugh button for for having. I'll us. get a girlfriend one of these days. <laughs> uh, oh, I, I made a mistake earlier. Uh, it wasn't retroactively the Bad News Bears. That was the remake. That was PG thirteen. 
Oh, Ooh. see, so they kept the DJ. Oh, thank God, because Andy couldn't take. He doesn't take a. It's nothing for old man Andy to get mad about when you go. Ah, it's, it's cancel culture. Is yeah. uh, don't, don't tread on me. Good. <laughs> oh, see, I actually, to be honest, that actually makes me feel better. They kept the PG. It really does. It, it does. Me feel I because you know why that was sometimes a thing where you'd go, Ma, look, PG, and then you knew yeah. you away with something. You know? Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Like, you gotta give. You gotta give some some. I, something I support little kids getting away with anything. Give give something to the kids. Give us a little nudity. Give Absolutely. us some curses. And yeah, we're why, happy. Let them watch Night Stalker. Nobody watch, watch, just, like, if you've learned nothing from this podcast, let your kids watch the Night Stalker limited series on Netflix. Just give them, give them that favor. And I had no supervision, too. I, I was able to watch anything. Like my my parents left me in front of the TV, and then I could, it was, no, they weren't checking up, you know? Yeah. I could turn I, anything on. I barely had any either. My dad would take me to like, Lethal Weapon 2 when I was 12. And there was boobs in that. I saw Patsy. <laughs> yeah. That extensively. I saw My Patsy mom Kansas. let me rent the doors when it was, you know, on video. Oh, that's yeah. right. We did talk about that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just, it's all right. over the place. There was just no movie supervision, you know? Uh, but guys, we can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next thank week. You. Talk, we're going to talk about more of the. Uh, we, we we pressed on it during the um during this episode. We're going to talk about uh, on set movie feuds, which will be really Ooh, fun. Nice. Um, and please tune in for that. And thank you again. And we'll see you next time. Bye.